Hello geeks, fanboys, fangirls, geeks and nerds all over the world. This is another edition of The Talking Pop. It is a podcast with two brothers with two different personalities discuss pop culture news, video games, movies, and more. And today, Flying Solo is I.I. The Franchise, a pop culture geek. You may recognize me from my YouTube blog, The Franchise Talks. And today, I'm pretty much flying solo right now because me and my bro... Um, Ego right now. Um, we have different work schedules, so pretty much he couldn't make it this week. Um, and pretty much it's a topic. Um, today's topic is something that he's not really a, a fan of, so it kind of seemed fitting that he's not here to grace me with his presence. But don't worry, he'll make his return eventually. Um, today's um, topic will be anime. Of course, now anime is becoming way, way more mainstream as it was. A long time ago, now it's like the common norm for anyone. So you can go anyone down the street and say, Hey, have you watched uh, My Hero Academia? Or have you seen the latest episode of Dragon Ball Super? Or someone discussing Sword Online or Full Metal Alchemist? You know, you'd be surprised. You're like, what? You like anime too? And, you know, there's all, you know, otakos out there are like the really geeks. Like for me, anime, you know, my brush with anime was pretty much like in early 90s, you know, growing up, you know. We had Cartoon Network back in the day. Of course, you had your typical Looney Tune cartoons. And then, of course, like, in during the afternoon, it would show, you know, the old Dragon Ball show. And, of course, being here in the U.S., and, of course, our humor is kind of different than Japanese humor. So, yeah, um, it had to be dubbed down. Last of got cut due to censorship. And, of course, some got tweaked, localized, you know, for, you know, humor, for our humor, so we can fully understand it. Um... I still enjoyed it because the animation was old and didn't realize that Dragon Ball was out since like 1986, about two years after the original manga came out, which was in 1984. Um, of course, we barely got here in the U.S. like in the 90s, 95, 94. Also, Sailor Moon came out around that time, and of course, Sailor Moon became one of my first, you know, TV crushes. Uh, because, yeah, I was young at that time, you know, Sailor Moon, the show when she was like a 14-year-old girl, and I was 10 years old at the time, so, you know, it was normal. Um... So I was going through that awkward stage of growing up and, you know, I didn't like girls till like later on. <laughs> so, you know, and of course you, you had the first, you know, you didn't realize this was dub. It wasn't made in America. So it was, it piqued my interest. Like, you know, this was made in Japan. And of course, anime is mostly associated with Japan. And of course, even um, I was on my Wikipedia today and pretty much uh, Wikipedia defines anime itself. Pretty much any animation that is you know, its origins traces back to Japan. So, and the fun thing is, anime actually traces back to, like, the early, like, like 20th century. Like, in the 1917, they had the first, you know, glimpse of anime, you know, with, uh, for, like, a 1917, like, short, this early cinema. Uh, but it didn't get mainstream till later on, into, like, the 40s up to the 60s, with, of course, um, one of the creators of Astro Boy who drew the inspiration for Walt Disney. And, of course, that became, you know, the mainstream anime. But now with anime today, a lot of it's original, but a lot of it's actually adapted from actual works. Um, usually light novels or manga itself. If you guys don't know what manga is, it's basically the pretty much like Jap- a comic book. Basically, it's a comic in Japan. Of course, it's collected in volumes. So, over here, we call them graphic novels. Um, pretty much, um, the whole basis is if a manga gets popular... And the funny thing is, our rating system for comics is not determined by the fans. Here in the U.S., comic books are determined by their editors and by their head, um, you know, publishing. So, like, you know, publishing studios can actually cancel series. 
in Japan, it's kind of different because in Japan, you know, manga gets um, serialized in magazines, in weekly magazines by chapters. And the manga artists, you know, work with their editor and pretty much um, they, and every week on the magazine has these like cards that the reader fills out, you know, ranking which, um, you know, manga story they enjoyed. And depending on those rankings, they get to collect their votes and pretty much, you know, determines if that manga continues on. So if that manga continues out for more than a year, then it gets approached by production companies, you know, um, audio companies that, you know, they want to animate it, make an audio book, make a light novel version of it. So, and then eventually another year, it finally, like, so like, yeah, so a span of two years, it finally gets an animated adaptation. So hence the name anime. And of course, you know, Dragon Ball, you know, before it was an anime, it was an original manga created by Akira Toriyama. It was in 1984, but the anime itself didn't come out until like two years later. So, um, a few, two years later. So, of course, Akira Toriyama is familiar for his work in video games such as like Chrono Trigger. Um, he's done a lot of, you know, game designs for a lot of video games for like the Blue Dragon. That was like the most recent one he did. Um, you know, the, the Death series and then like the Dragon Quest. He did a lot of, uh, character designs for that. But of course, he was a manga artist. He did Dr. Slump. Before, then he did Dragon Ball was the one that became more popular. And now, you know, talking now, 2018, you know, Dragon Ball Super has been going on since last year, last two years. And then since last year, and now it's coming to an end this year. But they, the studio Toei announced that they're going to make a prequel animated film like later on this year. So going back to, you know, when I started with anime, um, yeah, it was like Dragon Ball and Moon. And of course, you know, I enjoyed it coming after school. Did my homework and pretty much, you know, sit on the couch and watch, you know, the latest episode of Dragon Ball. And then, of course, in the late 90s up to 97, 98, we got Dragon Ball. So we finally got Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> a few years later, like in 98, 99, and my cousins all talk about Dragon Ball Z. And it was, like, really popular. And, you know, and it's like, oh, did you see that fight between Goku and Vegeta? And, of course, that piqued my interest. But eventually, later on, it just... For somehow in high school, it just stopped, you know, talking about anime. And I just kind of falling out. It wasn't until, like, a few years later, you know, after, you know, graduate high school and pretty much, um, I never talked about anime that much and pretty much didn't watch, like, too many cartoons at that time, you know, I was probably trying to watch, like, sitcoms about that time and then, of course, um, Cartography has Adult Swim and then pretty much, um, all of a sudden this anime pops out of nowhere called Cowboy Bebop and it pretty much piqued my interest, so it was, like, late night, so this was the beginning of Adult Swim before, you know, they got Family Guy and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, this music, this great opening of this anime was fantastic. Um, like, the animation was great. Even the cast was great. And the funny thing was, it wasn't cut. Nothing was cut. It was uncut because it was late at night. They expect, you know, kids going to be asleep at that time. Of course, I was, you know, I wasn't working at that time. I'm um, barely going to junior college, so I had time to be awake. Um and you caught this show down cut and I was surprised, you know, that, you know, they were actually swore. It was actually cursing an anime. And it's funny because, and then I didn't learn that time that if you wanted to see it uncut, you, because remember nowadays we got Crunchyroll, we got Funimation now, we got Netflix, we got Hulu, where you can watch anime now, anime now, or uncut. Back then you had to buy DVDs. And the problem is DVDs were expensive. Even a box, it was like 60 bucks. And you only had to shell your money out of your pocket just to get a copy. And you had to go to certain, like, video stores at the time, like Suncoast. I don't know if you guys remember Suncoast or Blockbuster. You would rent, you know, um, uncut versions of anime. You know, it was, it was hard, you know, watch it uncut. Because, like I said, 
we had internet time, but, you know, we didn't have, like, a streaming service, so you had to try to go through the back burner, like, these, like, third-party sites trying to find, like, a like an uncut episode. Of course, it was in Japanese, so you had to wait until someone did, like, a fan sub of the work itself so you could understand what the human, like, you know, understand what they're saying. Um, I was, like, going back to Cabo Bebop, that would kind of piqued my interest. I'm like, holy shit, you know, um, anime's cool again. Um, so I started watching Cabo Bebop. I loved the series, and eventually led me through, um, Another character, and then actually led me to manga. Actually, um, well, manga wise, um, pretty much I started with Dragon Ball, because I was a big fan of Dragon Ball back then. So I, I was in the bookstore, like Borders or Walter Books at that time, and saw the first volume of uh, Kirito Yama's Dragon Ball, and I picked it up, started reading it, eventually got hooked. So I ended up getting the whole book series of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, but in Japan, it was just one single. Thing known as just Dragon Ball. The Z part was added later on when it came to the West. Um, and pretty much, you know, that clicked. And then eventually, reading that manga, was like, oh my god, all this stuff in there they didn't show on TV. And I got to see all, like, the, it was a great translation because, you know, don't get me wrong, I'll, I'll talk to the, I'll get to, uh, you know, part where I talk about subs and dubs later on in, in this episode. Um, and, um, pretty much, you know, I read the manga and I really enjoyed it, you know, the animation of, uh, the, Handwritten and, you know, the drawing style of a character, you see his, like, passion and, you know, getting to his characters and building up his characters that you don't see in a traditional anime, you know, because now with current anime today, a lot of it's filler episodes, stuff that it's usually made by the studio itself originally, but, you know, the creator, the artist is still, like, a producer, consulting producer on the shows, and, you know, they help to bridge the gap between point A and point B in the manga, because in the one point in the manga, one chapter, this place... And next, like, chapter, they're somewhere else, but they want to show something in between how they got from point A to point B, so that's where the filler episodes come in. So going back, to, yeah, so I enjoyed, you know, the Dragon Ball series, you know, reading Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, and then all the way up to, like, you know, when Goku beats uh, Majin Buu, and now he's at a tournament. So, got that, and then, of course, uh, I'm like, you know what, I finished that, so let me read my next, um, next book, and I ended up picking up Naruto. <laughs> And believe me, Naruto span on to like 72 volumes in total because it's a combining, you know, his young arc all the way up to when he was adult. Like, oh, well, young adult, like at, like, in the 72. It was, a, that was a great one because, you know, with ninjas and all that, it was really well written by Masashishi Kishimoto. Great writer, great artist. Um, you know, took away the whole stereotypical ninja. You know, they weren't born with these traits right away. They had to go to school and learn and train and hone their arts, you know. And they do missions, you know, and all about, you know, representing your village and, you know, Naruto being the outcast. And um, and pretty much, you know, he has the demon fox inside him. I don't want to give it away. I want you guys to check out Naruto if you want to read it first before you see the anime. But, um... You know, it's, you know, it was like, you know, being an outcast, like, it kind of felt like how I was, you know, being the outcast, you know, being a geek, you know, it's like, you know, that's how I feel now, it's like, you know, it's kind of fun, to, and it's not kind of nice now, I mean, back then, you know, I was a geek, you know, I love stuff like this, you know, the latest, you know, episode of, you know, this coming anime, or, you know, the next thing that are coming out, like, the Funko stuff, because, you know, my cousins, not much of them are into anime, so it's like, it's kind of hard to relate to them, because they're all talking about, you know, you know, grow up things and all that, but to me, I still geek out the latest video game or the latest, you know, anime episode, or if they do a feature-length film of an anime, I get super excited, so, I mean, to them, they're like, they look at me like, oh, who are you, and that's how I felt as Naruto, I think Naruto had to do, like, great things 
to finally get accepted and, you know, come to terms, you know, hey, he has his David Fox inside him, but he has to learn to overcome that burden and, you know, show the village, hey, I want attention, you know, look at me, I want to be acknowledged. And he had to dream of being Hokage, being the leader of the village itself. And, of course, I don't want to spoil it for you guys. you got to check that out for yourself. And definitely check out the anime. But if you're going to watch Naruto, definitely watch the sub version because I started watching the dubs. as a, Like I said, I didn't have access to streaming service, so I ended up buying the Naruto DVDs through, like, eBay. And pretty much, um, lucky the one I actually had the dub version in. I watched a few episodes of it, but I just couldn't. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, don't get me wrong, the other voice, like, um, hearing Naruto's English voice was like, oh my god, um, not disrespect to the actress who did the voice of Naruto, but I just couldn't, like, the first episode was fine, but when he was adult, yeah, they could have used a male, I was, I believe there's a female who does the voice of Naruto in the Japanese version, and, and she kind of brings out Naruto more, so I started watching the sub, lucky for me, I had the DVDs, and, you know, um, and I enjoyed the subs, and <laughs> it's the version, so it kind of made more sense. Um, and lucky, I started getting Hulu, and of course Hulu actually got me into watching more anime, because they were to run the first streaming service to stop anime. I mean, Netflix, you know, didn't have that much anime offerings, to say, um, because Netflix, you know, the difference between Netflix and Hulu is, um, they get, some animes get simulcast, so once it airs in Japan, like, a few days later, it, it gets put on Hulu, as opposed to Netflix, they wait for, like, a whole season of an anime for it, and eventually they'll put it on their streaming service, and then, of course, uh, Crunchyroll comes along, and, of course, uh, Funimation decides to have their own, you know, their own streaming service, too, and they're, honestly, guys, are it's not really that pricey, I mean, I think who, um, Crunchyroll's like six nine, that's about five ninety five or six ninety five for Funimation, and then Crunchyroll's like seven ninety five, and then Hulu's like eight, like twelve bucks if you get the no commercials, but like nine bucks, like eight bucks for the commercials. But I get the I got the no commercials plan, but still, that's not bad because it, it does save you a lot of money on buying like the DVDs and Blu-rays because now you can actually watch it, and then you can watch it in your own time. You can pause, you can watch it anywhere on your phone now, as opposed to it was back then. But going back to like. You know, Naruto, then eventually I read Full Metal Alchemist, which is a great manga. You know, it, it was really great because it talks about, like, two brothers, you know. And, of course, the ideas of alchemy, you know, it's a science. And that was great. And, then of course, I watched the first anime adaptation. Um, it was not bad, but the only thing that disappointed me at that time was that it dwelled too much away from the source material. Like, it added, like, these characters that were never mentioned in the manga. And... It it was alright, like, the fighting in the, in like, the animated sequences were great, but it just, it just fell flat. And, of course, you know, years, years, years later on, um, they came out with Brotherhood, which was basically a full adaptation on the manga itself. Like, yeah, it was a full adaptation, and now you can actually watch it now on Netflix and Hulu and Crunchyroll. Definitely check that out. They actually watched the, the dub of it. I mean, so now I'm getting to that point that the subs and dubs. Um... What I mean by subs and dubs, subs mean the original audio with the English subtitles, and of course dub meaning English dub. But the problem is here is, uh, people don't understand, was Japanese humor and American humor are completely different opposites. So when anime gets transmitted overseas, um, it goes to like these animation studios like Sentai, Filmworks, Viz Media, or, you know, uh, Funimation. They go through these studios, and what happens is they have to like... Translate, get the translation first of the work itself. They had to make a script, a translated version of the of the episode, and they had to tweak a few things, you know, to make it sense when it comes to jokes. 
Um, but the difference between um, dub on TV and dub online is they had to make two separate scripts um, for censorship. Four Kids was like the worst like studio ever because Four Kids was a major distributor for all things anime back then with like Pokemon, One Piece before One Piece got bought by Funimation, bought got rights bought by Funimation when Four Kids folded. They were the worst when it came to dubbing because, of course, I understand the whole censorship and all that because, you know, Japanese, they don't, in Japan and other countries, their censorship laws are really lenient, but still there. Um, but, yeah, it kind of killed what the original work meant to say when it comes to certain humor or the character in the manga was smoking. Uh, for example, the character would be have a lollipop in their hand. Instead of drinking beer like it is in the manga, they'll, in the uncut version, they'll drink soda. So it's like little things like that became an annoyance when you're an adult. But I understand they're trying to attract kids. But people don't understand. Normally, anime demographics is more like teenagers to adults. You know, to young adults. And pretty much that's what it is. That's what originally what these works were catered towards. They were catered towards teens to young adults. This was, was originally written for. This was, was drawn for. And it was animated for. So because in, in Japan, anime is basically a normal thing. It's shown at prime time. It's never shown in the morning. It's never shown in the morning. It's not like Saturday cartoons that we had here in the U.S. Um, it was shown in primetime Japan. But now we're lucky because now we get it on demand. As opposed to Japan, they have to wait to get it on the weekends. And it's funny because they pick it like certain times. Um, like I said, going back to subs and dubs. I'm more like a 50-50 when it comes to subs and dubs. So there's some anime I watch in sub only. As opposed to dub. But um, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good dubs of certain animes. Like um, Sora Lines done by Andy Plexi would say. Um... Which has really great voice actors when it comes to dubs. When I kind of like it when it's uncut is like they'll actually follow. It's a literal translation of the work itself. And Funimation has actually redeemed themselves to that point. Because in the early days of Funimation, you know, back then when they had used to do dubs of Dragon Ball, that the jokes were, you know, not there. But nowadays, now if you look at Funimation now with the most recent animes that came out, you know, over the years... They're actually literal translations of the work itself. Like, it was great that they decided, you know what, we're not going to, you know, localize it just for, you know, American audience. We want these people, we want the audience, the viewer, to experience the Japanese culture. Because if you try to localize stuff, it's like you're not learning it. You're trying to cater to, like, their certain audience. Try to cater to the American. But you got to understand, if you want to experience, you know, another culture, like how their humor is viewed... It's great to actually just do a little translation. That's what I like about the manga. They do a little translation, you know, of the works. And, um, yeah, they do change a few words, but it kind of means the same. But they try to keep it, like, the same meaning. But as long as they keep that Japanese humor there, it kind of gives you the idea, oh, they find this funny, and I find it funny, too. You know, also, that's what they eat in Japan, you know. Little things like that, you know. Hey, these characters are smoking. These characters are cursing the same way as us. You know, it opens your eyes, you know, and, um... To say, hey, we're not so different when it comes to humor. You know, back then, cartoons back then, you know, it was different. You know, like the Flintstones, the Jetsons, and all that. They were completely different opposed to anime. You know, because they had, a, had, they had to follow the FCC's rules. They had to follow what the network wanted. Things they can do, things they couldn't not do. But, like, Batman the animated series kind of broke that mold for the U.S. audience. You know, for the American animation, you know, for action and all the drama and all that stuff. Um, with anime, you had those different genres. Like, anime now, you know, because anime gets a lot stereotypical, you know, uh, the whole big dudes, big dudes, like, fighting each other, or whiny girls, you know, all that stuff. But it's more than that, because now, with anime now, 
It's like there's different dramas. There's anime based on sports. There's anime based on science. There's anime based on magic. There's anime based on drama. There's comedy, romantic comedy, you know, drama, serious drama, thriller, you know, psychological thriller, you know, and of course your fighting animes, your, you know, now with My Hero Academia breaking that mold, now it's the first ever superhero style anime. But it started as a manga, and pretty much now it's becoming a lot popular because the the creator of My Hero Academia got a lot of inspiration from DC Comics and Marvel Comics when he was creating these special quirks for these kids, and then of course creating a school where these kids can learn how to be heroes, contain their, you know, maintain their quirks, and and be able to get jobs later on, like in the society where the world population is eighty percent, you know, with powers. So back to like my point, you know, I love anime, you know, it's something I enjoy, you know, I still geek out because nowadays, you know, it's a renaissance now and, you know, there's not anime now. It's like, you can go, you can go on the internet and say, oh, the latest episode of Dragon Ball is coming out, you know, people should watch it or My Hero Game. And now if you go to conventions now, you'll see more people dressing up as their favorite anime characters. Like, um, for example, Studio Ghibli, you know, Hayao Miyazaki, one of the founders of that studio, you know, created these great films such as, you know, My Neighbor Toro, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, um, Castle in the Sky, my, uh, you know, Porco Rosso, all these films. And I got all these, you know, I got all his films right now on Blu-ray. And, you know, it weren't for Disney to bring these movies out. And, you know, Disney helped out, you know. It became one of the, it became one of the first anime films to win Best Animated Feature. It actually won an Oscar for Best Animated Feature. It was the first ever anime that was not made in the U.S. A first foreign film that were best anime feature, you know, because back then it was all Disney winning these awards, and it was the first one. It kind of broke the mold. Said, "Hey, you know, great animation is not just found in the U.S. You know, not dissing on you know Hanna Barbera or Walt Disney at that time or Warner Brothers Studios, but you know, it's like." You can't be focused on more on one style animation. There's many different styles of animation now. Today, with technology now, it's the combination now. Hand-drawn animation is being phased out. It's been phased out. Everything now is on computers, on a digital notepad, or using computers now with CGI. So it's thanks, you know, to hand-drawn animation, of course, anime itself. Because, you know, anime does have an impact on our culture because it kind of opens our eyes, you know, hey, you know, there's a lot of themes that these animes have, you know, always be loyal to your friends, you know, always stand up to your, your beliefs and, you know, never give up when, you know, you're being put down. And then, like I said, my hero, right now, currently, I'm watching My Hero Academia, which, to me, honestly, it's really great, you know, I'm a big fan of it. I've been reading, like, the volume, the manga ever since, and I saw the anime adaptation on Funimation, and, of course, I watched on Hulu first when they had the sub, but then when they announced that Funimation got the rest of the dub... I was skeptical and see how they're going to cast you the characters, like who's going to voice the characters. And then when I saw the first few episodes of the first season dubbed, it blew my mind because honestly, they actually, Funimation actually captured, you know, what, you know, Izuku Midoriya sounded like in in the sub, in the original language to as opposed to in English. And it actually matched perfectly, like the translation even for All Might. It was like something that I pictured in my head, like they thought they got it right. And it was great because it was a little translation of the work itself and it was enjoyable. Like the anime style was great, you know, the animation. And now season three is coming up. It's going to be talking about the summer training camp and I can't wait because I just read past the arc. 
And I can't wait to see it, you know, all animated and all the sequences and how long they're going to stretch the season. And of course, um, besides manga, I'm also reading the light novels. If you're not familiar with Sword Art Online, um, definitely pick up the light novel. I mean, the anime's been out for so many since 2012. The anime's been out for only the two seasons, and they just released like Ornold Scale, which is the most recent one that's going to lead. And um, they just announced um, they're going to add um, anime adaptation of the, the the current arc that I'm reading right now, which is the um, Ellenization arc, um, which is great. Which is great. It's right now I'm in like book uh, eleven right now. It's getting to a deep part in that story. I don't want to give it away, guys. Um, but. I can't wait to see how they're going to animate it. They haven't announced how long, how many episodes it's going to be yet. But they also announced a spinoff also called Gun Game Online, um, which is basically based off one of the arcs in the, in the Fatal Bullet arc in the Sora Online series. Um, so definitely check it out. If you're like not ready for subs right now, you can definitely check it out on Hulu right now. They actually, for the first time, they actually have both the first series and the second series dubbed. But if you're a big fan of subs like me, you want to hear like the passionate of these voice actors and voice actresses of the Japanese culture, you know, bring life to these characters, enjoy the sub. You know, either way, I like both. I just start, like, Hulu just added the dub version of Sora Online, and I, I first watched the first few episodes of Sora Online 2, and I'm liking it. I mean, it takes place between the, the Fatal Bullet arc and the Mother Rosario's arc. So definitely watch that. Um, Ornal Scale. Like I said, if you're a big fan of Online and you haven't seen Ornold Scale, I, it's on Amazon right now, digitally on Amazon and sub. Um, it, watch that because it kind of leads into what the next arc in the series. So, and like I said, for my suggestion, if you want to start with anime, if you want to get into anime, I will start reading the book, like the manga of something you like. Go to your local bookstore, go to your local comic book store and like pick up, you know... Pick up a manga. If you see something that, you know, catches your eye, pick it up. Read, like, the first volumes. And then once you're caught up, you know, look it up and look up Hulu, look up Netflix, um, Crunchyroll, Funimation, whatever streaming service you guys are subscribed to. And pick the anime. If they have an anime version of it, check it out. You know, if you want to check it out on sub, they have the sub available, check it out and watch it. And see for yourselves if it translated well enough, you know, from its original work and you enjoyed it. Uh, see if there's a dub version. See how, you know, us here in the U.S. Uh, carefully translated and check it out for you guys. Um, um, like I said, that's my recommendation. But if you just want to jump into anime, um, for me, um, personally, obviously, if you're, like, into, like, sci-fi, you know, shooting up some, you know, spaceships, you know, kind of like Star Wars-esque type of thing... I definitely recommend you jump into Cowboy Bebop because that's actually an original um, work. There's an actual video animation. Um, definitely check that out. If you want to check it out in dub, definitely check it out in dub because it has a great, tremendous English voice cast uh, with Steve Bloom as the voice of Spike. Definitely check that out. Um, it's right now. You can see the dub currently on Funimation Now and Hulu. Definitely check those out. Um, also, another great series if you're into the, the Edo period and sword slashing. Next one I recommend is um, Samurai Shamplu. Samurai Shamplu is about two completely different um, characters such as Jin and Mugen. Um, they're basically two different types of samurai and they eventually get quest by this girl who enlists them on a quest to find this samurai that smells of sunflowers. 
It's like it's an anime by one of the directors from Cowboy Bebop actually directed that, actually helped create the anime of it. And it has a hip hop some sound soundtrack, so it kind of plays that beat. Definitely watch that in dub. And because you hear some hip hop tracks and it actually kind of fits in what the whole concept of that show is. Um if you like sports, um there's so many sports uh um, animes are based off of manga. There's on Prince of Tennis if you're like a big fan of you know, tennis. Um, there's something called uh, what's it called Days, which is basically about soccer. There's a bunch of a bunch of soccer. There's Ice Shield, which is about American football. There's um, Slam Dunk. That's another one that's like a all basketball anime. There's Haiku, which is about volleyball. All out, which is kind of like I think it's like rugby. I think I'm not sure. Um, that's on Crunchyroll, I believe. Into sports or like if you're into like ninjas and all that, definitely check out Naruto. Um, watch like the first um series. Make sure to watch it in sub. I definitely recommend sub. Definitely watch it in sub. Then watch Naruto Shippuden. Um, that's like the second arc in the manga series. Definitely watch it in sub. Um, there's and also and also now currently there's Boruto Naruto Generations. I know they had the manga version of it, but the manga version pretty much um. Kishimoto is overseeing it, but he enlisted like his assistants to help draw and write it. So he oversees it as producer. But Boruto Next, um, the Next Generations, um, there's actually a movie out called Boruto the Movie. Um, the series actually takes place before the movie itself. Look at me, I had the movie, I haven't watched it yet because the 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 series itself is like a prequel to it, like a precursor to the movie itself, and the manga actually takes place after the movie. So, um, if you want to get into the manga itself, but definitely if you're into the MA, watch that. Um, um, there's, uh, if you're into like romantic comedy, there's so many out there right now when it comes to romantic comedy. There's Omnisicoy, which means false love. Um, that's a good one. That's with, uh, a girl and a guy. Um, they're both like heirs to their separate families. And one family is like a Yakuza, Yakuza and the other one's like a mafia style and, Pretty much for the sake of making sure the young guns don't fight each other from each group. They have to pretend to be boyfriend and girlfriend for the sake. But, you know, the main character has his locket. And apparently he made a promise to this girl like 10 years ago that well, if they ever reunite, if she has the key, they will open the locket and, you know, become married later on in life. Um, I'm definitely going to... I saw the anime of it. It got my interest and I found out there's a manga version of it. I'm definitely going to pick up the manga for you that because the anime was only like two seasons and it last too long. Um, there's a lot of, like, video game style animes, um, there's a Sword Online, like I was talking about earlier, um, there's this run to try to pick up girls in a dungeon, which is, like, video game inspired themes, um, there's the one called Death March in the World Rhapsody, um, that's, that's one of the new series right now, there's Overlord is another one, um, okay, there's so many, like I said, if you're into superheroes, Definitely recommend My Hero Academia, but if you into like one of the longest series currently right now, it's One Piece. Um, that series started as a manga since like '97. That's still going on. It's been going on since the past. You know, such manga as Bleach, Fairy Tail, Naruto. I mean, it's still going on. The creator says he's never going to stop, and the anime has been going on since like 1999. So now it's going about whoo so many years now. I mean, the anime is fantastic, you know, it's really well drawn, the action sequences are great, the music is awesome, the voice cast is phenomenal and sub. Definitely check out One Piece, you can watch that on Hulu, Crunchyroll, or 
Funimation now. You can watch on those streaming services. Um, that's been like I said, it's one of the longest anime right now. It's like eight hundred something episodes, and the funny thing is, they're trying to catch up to the manga itself. That's how crazy that the manga is a little bit ahead of the anime itself, and that's what happens sometimes. You know, they have to wait until the artist is done with a certain chapter so they can keep animating. Sometimes they'll add like filler episodes, and that gets me to another topic. You know, you see these animes have movies. And people saying, oh, this is it canon? Is it not? Um, honestly, it's not. It's, they're actually like original video animations. That's what OVAs are for. They're actually, uh, like lessened as OVAs. Um, so basically they're original video animations. And pretty much the creator is still like a screen, he still writes like the screenplay for it. The manga artist still writes the screenplay for it. It's animated. So it's like, it's, a, it's its own entity. So it's like, it's, it dwells away from the main story. And introduces characters you're never going to see again in the manga. And, you know, gives these characters, you know, another chance to go, you know, somewhere else. They haven't been to in the main storyline. So, there's a bunch of them, you know. Naruto had, like, uh, so many films. Based on, you know, even when the first on Naruto arc, um, they had, like, three films. And then the Naruto Shippuden arc had, like, four films, four or five films, I think. Um, Dragon Ball had, Dragon Ball... Had like one film, and then they, and when Dragon Ball Z started, it had so many film with so many characters like Garlic Jr. and Upper Freezer and all that stuff, King Cold and all that stuff. Characters that you never seen in the manga, but seen in the movie, in the <laughs> anime. So there's a lot of them. There, um, like I said, um, another one, uh, one of the old. I mean, anime's been around for so many years. Um, there's one like made like in the early 80s, kind of has a 70s style thing called Lupin the Third. Definitely check out that anime, Lupin the Third. Really great because it's named after a character. Uh, it's done by Monkey Punch, who was the creator of the volumes and of the comic series. And pretty much it's based on the characters taking his name from a, like an old French style novel. I forget what it was called. It's named for like a gentleman thief. That's what Lupin means. It means gentleman thief. So basically, he's like a thief himself. He has his like henchmen, his like friends. Basically, um, one's like a driver, um, another one's like a samurai, and he has his girl named Fujiko. And he's also uh, he's always um chased by Inspector Senegaya. <laughs> so he keeps chasing him all over the world. So that, it's like a comedy. There's some action there, some romance, but it's definitely hilarious. So I'm definitely check it out. And of course, now with anime, now it's become more, it's become more like an inspiration. You know, now you see Voltron and. Now they got Voltron Legendary Defender right now. That's on Netflix right now. I'm about to watch the first episode of the fifth season now. And of course, you see, now they have Castlevania. That's also like anime inspired. And, you know, that's really got a lot of traction. So like I said, anime is here to stay. And then now it's like it's been so many games, games based off of animes and manga now that pretty much you can see now. You got Dragon Ball Z Fighters right now for like Xbox and PS4. People are going crazy for, and then of course, right now I got the Sword Online Fatal Bullet video game. And what's kind of cool is when the creators of the manga artists make these all uh, the screenplays for these video games, their original works. So it's like the video game series is completely different than the main story. So what's kind of cool is like its own central universe. So right now I got the Sword Online Fatal Bullet now introduces Gun Gale Line. So now you actually can shoot instead of looking at swords and stuff, even though there's lightsaber style swords, they're called light swords, but it's cool. Um. What's cool about it is now you're your own character. <laughs> but you get to interact with like Kirito, Asuna, Yue, all the all the main characters from the book series. So it's actually kind of cool. So definitely pick that up. It's on PS4 right now. I'm believing in PC, I believe. So like I said, um, 
And that's like pretty much what comes to anime. It's like something I love. It's something that, you know, down the line, if I do have kids, I want, I'll introduce them to anime and, you know, I'll watch it with them. You know, I want them to experience what I experienced, you know, growing up. You know, and then of course now there's like now they're becoming live action adaptations of manga. Right now we see Full Metal Alchemist. So me and my brother Andy, um, we saw the Full Metal Alchemist right now on Netflix, and it actually wasn't that bad. I mean, yeah, there's Pierce saying, "Oh, it's so different." From the anime. They try to compare the anime, but people don't realize compare it to the manga before you compare it to the anime. It's because people don't realize it's yeah. How come the characters were Jap? How come the the actors, actors and actresses were Japanese? How come they weren't you know German? Because yeah, they had German inspired names. Like I said, it's another thing when it comes to like works. You're getting the whitewashing and all that stuff. It's an interpretation. People understand movies are an interpretation of a work. They don't have to be a hundred percent accurate. It's like the purists. That's what it is. It's these purists, you know, I, you know, I love Full Metal Alchemist. I thought, you know, it was great. It was a great interpretation of the manga. I'm not comparing it to the anime. I'm comparing it to the manga because it took a lot of elements from manga. It was really great, you know. And it does cost a lot, you know, try to make Al, you know, even though Al was, Alphonse was CGI, but to make him with that shading and the effects to make him like he, he was there and the way the actors and actresses, you know, act around them was really great, you know. And like the effects were phenomenal. I know Bleach is being a Bleach anime, uh, live action film is coming out later this year. I think they released like the first teaser, first screenshots of um, Ichigo and Rukia, so I can't wait for that. And like I said, it's another interpretation of an artist's work. I mean, we got Ready Player One coming out in March. Um, we got the next Marvel Infinity Marvel Avengers Infinity War that's coming out in April 27th. So I got moved up. Then you got Deadpool. Like I said, these are interpretations of works. It's like something that doesn't need to be taken literally. This is like its own interpretation, its own separate universe from the comics. Because if you look at the comics now, basically everything is branched out. There's different universes, different worlds, and different interpretations of these characters, of these superheroes. The same thing with anime. Anime is an adaptation of an original work. So yeah, the art style would be similar. They try to similarly try to make the same art style manga artists. And sometimes they'll add characters are not in the original work. Although add episodes like filler episodes are not in the original work. But it's trying to find a way to bridge the gap. Like it's like their interpretation. So you guys gotta look at it with an objective mind. When it comes to any film or any work. It's an interpretation. That's the one thing. Yeah, you could be a fanboy, you could be a purist, but you gotta go in with an open mind and check out these works. So, like I said, I'm slowly trying to get my brother to watch anime. I know there's some of his friends, and one of my friends kind of likes, enjoys the occasional one too, but like I said, you know, you can't change anybody. You gotta give them time for them to actually check it out for themselves and see what they think. Like I said, definitely check out anime. Like I said, it's been around for a long time. And... You know, I gave you guys some recommendations, and pretty much, you know, right now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start watching this Voltron season five right now, and pretty much, um, that's all I got for you guys this week. Uh, if you guys have any topics or anything you wanna share, if you want me to discuss on the next um ep- episode of the Talking Pop, you can follow me on Twitter at the Franchise eighty five. You can check out this podcast and its past episodes on Podbean. Podbean is pretty much the YouTube of podcast, and it's free to listen to. So I'm doing this for you guys for free. I'm not sponsored. I'm doing this on my own time and blood, sweat, and tears. So I'm sharing with you guys all this information and stuff I want to get down to. So definitely check out my past episodes. 
And hopefully my bro Biko will have time to come join us back on the show. If not, it'll be just me for the time being. Because like I said, we have different work schedules. On that, um, for right now, I'm currently, um, C2E2 is coming out in April. I'm currently still debating if I'm attending or not. Um, because I love to go into conventions. But as of right now, it's kind of up in the air because WrestleMania, I'm a big wrestling fan. And WrestleMania is around that weekend. So it's kind of hard because I do make plans with... A cousin of mine lives in the city. He's a big wrestling fan, and sometimes we try to make it an effort to get together because he lives in the city. I live in the burbs, so kind of try to make an effort. And it's probably C two two actually end up falling at that same weekend. So we'll see what happens. Um, it's like anything on pop culture news or anything that you know gets in your in your mind and you want to hear somebody's opinion about it. Um, definitely you know tweet me at the franchise eighty five. Tweet me using the hashtag TP. Talking pop or talk pop hashtag talk pop so that way I know maybe I'll talk about this on the next future episode. Um, check out my vlog; it's on YouTube.com/slash Franchise Network. I do a, a vlog segment known as the Talk uh, the Franchise Talks, where pretty much I talk to share you guys what I do in my weekly life. You know, as the pop culture. Like I said, I've been doing this podcast since last year. I've been doing the vlog for two years now, so yeah, it's been a long time sharing with you guys things I love, things I enjoy reading, playing, watching. So like I said, um, don't be afraid to share your voice. This podcast is of open form. It's like something like some topics I want to get off my chest and give you guys my opinion. Um, also, too, as of time of this recording, the Oscars are on tonight. I know there's one anime film, Your Name. A lot of people have been pushing Your Name. Hopefully got nominated for an anime feature. Hopefully it did. It definitely should win an award. I heard that film is phenomenal. I'm going to try to get a copy of Your Name. I heard it's really great. It's a really great anime film. So enjoy the Oscars. Of course, Ready Player One comes out later this month. I'm definitely going to see that. Hopefully, I'll do a review on that in my next next podcast episode. So that's all I got for you guys this week. Like I said, check out... If you want to subscribe to this podcast, go to podbean.com slash Pop. And click the follow button. Get the subscribe button. You can listen to the backlog. This is episode 8. So you can listen to the last 7 episodes. Which features me and Biko. So as we discuss, you know, you know, a review of, the, a review of you know, the Defenders. We, did, we had to do an episode on Coco. We did one on debate on trailers. So, I mean, there's many topics that we've done discussions on. And this is the first one of me solo. And it's going to be like that for a while. So, like I said... Definitely check it out. And like I said, check out my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash the franchise network. And please subscribe and check out my vlog. As always, I'm the franchise and geek on and take care. <laughs>